Coming up on Verse Course Verse, it's time to justify our existence to everyone. Let's do it. Raylan Givens. Anybody else here a Timothy Oliphant fan? Yeah. Fucking love Timothy Oliphant. You Big know, fan. Do you know him, Rachel? Love him. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Deadwood. Mm, also that. He's the same character. Basically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is brilliant. <laughs> Welcome to episode 154 of Verse Course Verse. I am DL. With me is Evil J-I-D Jimmy Evil. How are you doing tonight? Fucking A. Fucking A, bro. Fucking A, bro. Fucking A. I'm, I'm here to... I don't know where to go with that. Chew bubblegum and kick ass. You're all out of ass kickings. <laughs> you know how you sometimes have those... Actually, that's rude. Before I get into this, <laughs> there's somebody else here <laughs> that goes by the name of Rachel Rosalia Polio. Rachel, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm excited to drink on a school night. Fuck yeah. Let's get too. lit. You gotta roll your R's when you say that shit. Rosalia... I, it's Rachel. American white people start trying to do the <laughs> instead of the S, like the Barcelona. No, it does do that. To oh, be fair, terrible. that's a different kind it's of Spanish. So it is with a <laughs> making me <laughs> like you so much more, <laughs> Rachel. Uh, I didn't know you could like me more, David. Anyway, <laughs> what I was gonna say, evil the movie you just referenced. You know, there are some things in life where you never see anything about it for like 15 years, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah. That movie, I swear, that movie's everywhere really? right now. I don't know if it's like an anniversary or something like that. But uh, what, When did it come out? 88, maybe? Roddy Piper, baby. R.I.P., man. He was the greatest. Roddy Piper was the shit. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time, Evil? Yeah. Uh, Would Roddy be in the running? Roddy's up there. Probably. What about you, Rach? Probably you seem like Oh, a, gosh. You seem like an Undertaker type. <laughs> yep. Love Undertakers. The, the Undertaking? Undertakers. Undertaking things. Real fast. English pubs and taverns from the 17th century bartenders would keep watch over their pints and quarts consumed by patrons, telling them to mind their P's and Q's. Mm. Was that before the episode started or after? Before. Happy mm. content, everybody. <laughs> um, you know how many episodes we have left to record after this one before the finale? Zero. Wait. Oh, Jesus Christ. One more. <laughs> one more. <laughs> I have it written down. I promise it's so I don't have to think. Oh, boy. One more. Mind your P's and Quarets. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rich. Mind my whiteboard. Not much left to do this season. Sorry, everybody. I'm being a little quiet and boring tonight. I'm in a hotel room. The desk is kind of against the wall, so I'm just waiting for that big bang of shut the fuck up. What time up. is it where you're at? <laughs> so, oh, it's- Where uh, are you at? 8.30. Kansas City. It's the- Oh, I knew that. Look, they got some crazy little women here. And I'm a gonna get me one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kansas City. And I already had a little bit of barbecue. I'm feeling pretty good. What are we doing here tonight? So we're starting something new that we're going to do every year. In the finale, we all vote together on the top 10 albums of all time. That's wrong. It's not of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. The top 10 albums of that year. <laughs> and we don't really touch on it after that. And it felt weird. Mm -hmm. For me, there's a little bit of like, wait, that's it? 
we're not gonna fucking they're just gone now yeah, yeah. that's we do move on quickly love mm. them and leave them <laughs> but one of these in particular rick flair me, by the way that's styling profiling limousine riding jet flying kiss stealing wheeling dealing Son, Son of a, a gun. gun. I'm having a hard time <laughs> keeping these alligators down. Woo! <laughs> so what we decided to do is we've decided to have one episode at the end of every year to talk about our top three albums of the previous year. Mm-hmm. Rachel, yep. had these three stayed in your playlists the year or was this like going back to something or was it? Uh, yes. Is this- yes and no, because there's three on here, right? So I have to say one definitely just came up all the time because of what I already listened to. But I do have to say that all three of these were in my heart. So these were in our top 10. So these were the best of the best of last year. Definitely stuff that I remembered, even if I wasn't actively listening. When we started this podcast, if you would have told me that our three best albums of a specific year were basically going to be three modern hip hoppy albums kind of fucking weird especially you and i being the biggest outliers but all three of these albums kind of fucking rule right mm. uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> we'll see <laughs> i kind of like remember it. Kinda... sven sven helped vote on these so he influenced the top numbers on these he did but at least two out of three of these all three of us loved last year yes that uh, <laughs> you had to yeah. think about it yeah. math um, math's hard <laughs> Let's get to the most important part of the night. Evil, Ooh. you look like you have something yummy. I do. I'm drinking going for it. Balvenie 12 year double wood scotch. Did you just buy that? No. I'm it's, thinking of it, a different one. Rachel, what are you drinking? I have a frappuccino. Vodka and fry <laughs> I have sauce. a frappuccino and I have some Malibu. I'm going to mix them together. All right. Double chocolate chip frappuccino. So it's a, like a chocolate milkshake and put some coconut rum on some top co- of it. Coconut. It's going to be delicious. What are you waiting for? Get it. I needed Chug it to it. melt a little because I put it in the freezer waiting for you jabronis to <laughs> finish work. What is the drink that has 151 and Malibu in it? it Malibu, called? yeah. Oh, damn, that's good. <laughs> no, that's not I have it. to look it up 151 now. and Malibu. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what the name would be. I'm going to ask a dumb question being a grown-up. What's 151? Well, it's called a Caribou Lou. Oh, that's a good name. It'll get you fucked up in a hurry. So uh, Malibu is a 151 proof rum. Oh. No, no it isn't. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's, that's false. I was like, this doesn't ah. seem like it. Bacardi 151 is 151 oh. proof rum. There are many 151 proof alcohols, but for some reason, when you say 151, it's Bacardi. Everybody knows yeah. you're talking about Bacardi. I am drinking a beer, and since I am, what's it called, past the St. Louis, what's St. Louis called, the Gate of the West, or whatever? Sure. Since I'm beyond that, I'm drinking a Yinling. Shout out to Sven, who- He loves those. Yeah, he really does, but he never gets them in your face. Suck it at Knutson. <laughs> a little intense, but sure, why not? Going I mean, hard if into you're the paint. into that. Of course, <laughs> yeah, we got three albums to talk about. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. We will let's do, be let's do right these three back. albums. Hey everybody, we're back. Hey Rachel, 
Hey, David. What was our third best album last year? Um, our third best album of 2022 was J.I.D.'s Forever Story. It sure was. This was his third studio album released on August 26, 2022 through Dreamville and Interscope. It was released as a sequel to The Never Story, which was actually his 2017 album. I did not know that until studying for this, actually. Same. Yeah. This album is very personal, kind of an origin story. There's a lot of his childhood growing up. One of the reasons why this is one of my favorite he's just one of my favorite rappers is because he's very intelligent in the way he writes. He has a way of saying fucking bitches getting money in a very intelligent way that doesn't sound <laughs> like he's saying he's fucking bitches and getting money. Yeah. He's very uh, self-aware. It doesn't come off as bragging. It comes off as this is how it is, mm -hmm. but not in a look at me. This is how it is sort of way. This hit number 12 on the Billboard 200, Metacritic 83 out of 100. All music was like four and a half stars. Hmm. It Pitchfork 7.3 out of 10, pretty well reviewed. Yeah. Out of these three for me, J.I.D. was the one that I basically forgot about after last year. And I, really? Yeah, I didn't listen oh, to it at all. Okay. Not at all. Then I put it back on to study for this a couple weeks ago and fuck man did you fall back in love yes it's so good it's so good it's so good it really is it, it gets you from the very beginning he's got some really really cool almost weird samples that he chooses to put in here yeah it is very much a a modern hip-hop album in that there's what fucking 12 writers and producers on every song <laughs> yeah which i think the minimum was three producers yeah on one song but there's something to be said for the art of these guys that have the ability i did a lot of stuff this year on tupac you know you have other artists the only one that's coming up to in my head and i pick on her all the time but oh well is lizzo so i'm just gonna pick on her again okay you have artists where it doesn't work and artists where it does and it took me a while to just figure out that i think it's just the rapper you can put jid on any song and he's gonna make it work Mm -hmm. We just did uh, Tech Nine, who I love. Tech Nine's fucking amazing. But that album is a clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like they just went in the studio and they were like, hey, we need a song. Let's do a song. Mm -hmm. This album feels like J.I.D. must have had a hand in everything because it it does flow. It flows really well. Mm -hmm. Well, and the writing is so thoughtful and so intelligent. Everything is so well written that it's not mm -hmm. just... There's no way that this can be slapped together. It's literal poetry. Evil, I know that when we first talked about this, you and your family was pretty into it. Yep. Did this stay on the playlist? It did. For a while, the kids are 11 and 14, so this is ancient history to them <laughs> at this point because time is dilated very differently for them. But right. it, it was <laughs> like, I would say even through... This past summer, this it was in regular rotation. This is probably my favorite hip-hop album in as long as I can remember. Really? Wow. Yeah. There was good hip-hop last year. There was a couple albums by Billy Woods that were yeah. really good, if you're right. into that yeah. like, jazzier stuff. The, the Conway. Denzel. Denzel. Denzel Curry was Denzel. badass. Mm -hmm. But this is my favorite of them. It's quirky and weird. 
Mm-hmm. Did I like draw parallels with this one in Gorillas last year? I can't remember. I don't think so. There yeah, are like I... some vocalizations and some weird shit. He just does some weird shit and mm-hmm. it feels very Gorillas-ish in spots. He's I so smart and his vocalizations. I love how the tracks are put together. Lots of layers. I dig this album a bunch. I love that he feels the weight of responsibility of... There's a lot of acknowledgement in this album of getting rich for something like rapping. A lot of acknowledgement of, I make poetry for a living yeah. and make millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Yep. If I'm not great, if I don't put all the work into this, then it I suck. There's a lot of that in this that you can tell that he really does understand and is grateful for the position he's in. Mm-hmm. To what you were saying, Rachel, about the bitches and hoes, there is that, but there's a lot of self-awareness of, it's ridiculous that I'm in this position just because I'm good at writing poetry. Right. Mm. I watched an interview. It doesn't matter why, but I watched an interview. Because you were studying? Because I was studying. Cool. Um, I was trying to figure out within the album, he's referred to as Jid a couple times. And I was like, holy oh. fuck, is it not J-I-D? Like, have we, have <laughs> we white idiots been saying his name wrong? Oh. And so I was like, if I find an interview, I can figure out. And the interviewer flopped back and forth and nobody got corrected. So I was like, all right, obviously we can. But it was an interview with him at his, I guess his grandmother passed away and he bought the land and like the hundred acres around the property because he wanted to like keep it in the family or whatever. Hmm. This journalist that interviewed them, his folks and like eight of his like aunts, cousins, brother, sisters. And one of the things that they talked about was, I guess he was doing football and then I don't know if he got injured or just didn't want to do it. And then his dad was saying he just found this talent in rapping and his mom's like yeah he's always been a wordsmith he's just good and so it seems like it's not what he initially wanted to do but something he fell into and then with that like you said just really fucking appreciates that he was able yeah to do something and do it so well so easily yeah a lot of that probably stems from the fact that and he talks about it in this album that yeah his parents were really really tough on him and his siblings but At the same time, compared to a lot of these other rappers, he did have parents there telling him what to do. And Mm -hmm. therein you get the work ethic. And not that all the other rappers didn't have the same work ethic, but a lot of that work ethic with people like Tupac or Biggie, the work ethic ends up being selling crack in the inner city. That was another thing that came up in the interview was his dad talking about like, he wanted to discipline and teach his children in a way that he didn't feel he had when he was a kid. Mm. The fact that both of his parents are so active in his life still. And his siblings. I think that's a mm-hmm. massive deal too. Is his, what And is like, he... like I said, there were like 10 people at the interview just hanging out. Fucking moochers. Um, <laughs> does he, he has what, it's like six siblings? Yeah, because the song was like seven. Crack sandwich. Crack Sandwich. It was seven kids fighting as a family. Such a beautiful song. I really, really like that song. There are implications in that song that maybe his parents were a little abusive, but all that did was make his siblings and him fucking super tight. Yeah. That song is so amazing. Like that whole song is basically just about his siblings getting in a fight for each other. I'll tell you something about this album. I could listen to this album doing anything, Mm -hmm. working, 
working out, mm-hmm. jogging, cleaning. Like this album is ready wear at all times. There is a thread of seriousness through it, but it's also fun. It's like just fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's I enjoy this album a lot. The point that you guys were making, his work ethic you can tell that he appreciates what he's doing. He's enjoying this process and he's like putting everything into it. Did you guys watch the uh, Tiny Desk concert? I, I did not. Listeners, go watch that. It's awesome. There's the very obvious stuff. There's We don't need to have another, this is a unique perspective on black America conversation because we're all white right so but it's cool it gives you insight um i was just gonna say something i hated about this the unique perspective of being <laughs> black in america 100 <laughs> what i hated about this was i you know i said earlier it doesn't scream bitches and hoes and fucking you know whatever but so i watched surround sound the video it's basically cars and women dancing and i was super disappointed because i wanted something more out of the video and i because i had just finished writing like this guy is so he's so great he doesn't need to scream what he's doing but then the video was just a lot of this album is him admitting that like yeah right i'm rich now and i like cars and i like women and but it was in such an in-your-face way that I was just really disappointed. I just wanted more. Counterpoint though, and this is something that is a real struggle for people in general. There are very few rappers that have found this really good balance between not getting rid of what helped them thrive and survive in the first place sure. in a place like inner city Atlanta yeah. and keeping their masculinity, but also not being ashamed to be vulnerable in their rap. I mean, it's a delicate balance. It's refreshing because there are very few. It's like him and maybe two others that have this shit figured out where you can be a little vulnerable, still masculine, and you don't have to fucking give up the ghost on one way or the other. You can work out and be smart, right, Evil? <laughs> no. Evil, don't under... It's one or the other. Return to monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did either of you think this was a little bit preachy? In what way? For being also kind of give me my money. I think there were just a few times in it where I felt like this guy really does just think he's a really great guy. I mean. You know? <laughs> You're a musician. You're not a great guy, man. Yikes. <laughs> That's the rules. Well, he's admittedly not a great guy. I think one of the best places to stand to criticize from is from within. And him being inside of things, it gives him a different perspective. I'll I'll give him some grace there on that. That's well put, actually. I don't have too much more on this myself. The whole surround sound, Aretha Franklin sample. Mm -hmm. The production's amazing. The strings on Sist in them. Mm -hmm. Outcast on this album. I think it's great. Rachel, the Demographic Award, who is this album Um, for? I think after really studying this album and studying him as a person, it seemed like it was for him and for his family. It didn't seem like it was made for anyone out there because it's such a personal origin story. I said very, pretty much the same thing. I don't think it was for anyone because I do, I don't think you write an album like this if you're just trying to- Impress people or sell albums. Exactly. I think it's for way more than just him and his family because everybody in my house fucking loves it. We all love it. (laughs) That's just I mean, this is a- broadly loved album whether by accident or purposeful he wrote my favorite like i said my favorite hip-hop album of the last who knows how many years that's awesome in kind of going back and researching this group of three albums a lot of people say it's the best 
hip hop album of last year. That's true. I'm going to go right back to you, Evil, with the John Paul Jones Award. This might be the stupidest thing I've ever said. I want to hear Primus cover Radar. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know if him like collaborating with them, but I want to hear them. I've just, I've been listening to Primus lately. Yeah. Decca neon (laughs) brown sample at the beginning. Yes. I can hear Les doing the like radar, sonar, solar beam. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be amazing. I will go next. I said less features. I don't need the uh, (laughs) features on this. Keep Lil Wayne and Bay because that's kind of, oh, look, this guy's arrived. Yeah, get rid of the other feature. You don't need it, man. You're you're good on your own. I think I stole Rachel's. I said I may take off some of the features. <laughs> um, and my reasoning was not because I didn't like them, but because this is his story and not all these people were there. It doesn't make sense yeah. in my head to invite them. I like that. That, my friends, could be considered foreshadowing. New award for this. Who day still got it or sold? So explaining quickly to the listeners. And, and to us, please. <laughs> who day, that means you need to hear more from this artist before you figure out if you like him or not. Still got it is basically, hey, I've known this guy. I've loved this guy or sold. First time hearing, we're probably all the same. Who day? Just kidding. Sold, uh, obviously. I still want to listen to his other albums. The EP for the- A sequel to The Never Story. Yeah, uh, yeah sold from last year. Yeah, sold. Really excited Evil's for naughty. his next album. Yeah, so is, very sold. So is Evil. I, I feel differently from Rachel here. Uh, I don't know if I want to listen to previous stuff because this is so good. Yeah, I kind of feel the I'm same. I'm more interested in what he does next. Okay. Fine wine or skunk beer. Like I said, I had kind of forgotten about this album. I didn't listen to it. I went back to it, it turned it on a couple weeks ago and just immediately it was like, fuck yeah. And I even, you know, I, mm. I listened to it a bunch of times in different ways. It's amazing on shuffle. Put it on a playlist. Mm. It's amazing on a playlist. Every song hits you differently. You don't get a lot of the same hip-hop production that you're getting from all these other artists. There's weird synth stuff in it. Find something different every time you listen to it. I agree. Find wine. I like that you said you put it on shuffle because I did the same thing and it's a completely different experience. Yeah. That's, I think, where I picked up the Gorillas vibe because the beats and it's just so quirky. It is. Yeah, that's. I think that's been listening to Primus. So good for you. That's a good life right yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> Rachel? Copy paste. Fine wine. Where is the bias? I'll answer this first just in case you two don't know what the fuck that means. This is a band that you already liked. So you're kind of forcing yourself mm. to like it. Or, per example, society is calling this guy the new genius. So you're expecting it to be... I am saying zero bias. I didn't know anything about this guy the first time that we put it on our quick fire, whatever. I knew nothing about this guy. It just started popping up everywhere in social media. So I said, sure, let's just throw it on there. Absolutely the same. I knew nothing about him before we listened to this album. Zero expectations. I love being caught off guard by something that is enjoyable. Same. (laughs) Here's a uh, hard one then. Because we loved it so much. Rachel, what's the worst song on this album? Um, The least good song. I just picked Better Days. It was the least uh, entertaining for me out of the bunch. Evil is vigorously nodding his head in agreement. Same. Especially that late in the album. It kind of, it brings the energy down a little bit. Yeah. On Shuffle, to your point, Mm. on Shuffle, that's the one that kind of catches me off guard. So I was similar. 
in my thought process, this song kind of slows everything down. It's also just like straight up nineties R and B, which I'm just not into. <laughs> Can't make you change. Sure. It's a uh, slow R and B, but going to the best song on the album, I am saying crack sandwich after some more time of listening. It's old school gangster rap eeriness. I love the, there's a DMX shout out in there. Going to bring it to you. Better be quick. If you're going to shout out DMX, you already are sold. Rachel, what about you? Uh, I also picked Crack Sandwich. I liked the song after really listening to the lyrics and reading the lyrics. I just found a warm place in my heart. I like surround sound a lot. I really like dance now, Mm -hmm. but Radar is, that's the song that we all knew that probably the <laughs> most uh play in our house from this I album feel like evil likes radar very first listen to this i remember that Ooh, we have a penalty flag at the 30 yard line i'm like i'm fucking sold <laughs> that, that is so like quirky and creative and i fucking love it it's such, such a good track hey that's uh our third best album of 2022 Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's get to the album that I have a feeling Evil has a problem with. I sure as shit don't. It is our second best album of 2022, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by the Kendrick Lamar. Released in May of 2022, actually. Genre is conscious hip-hop. It is a cool, crisp 73 minutes I'm going to pull a lot, a lot, a lot of similarities to what we just talked about in J.I.D.'s The Forever Story. This is very much a concept album. It is basically telling the story of Kendrick Lamar in two parts, becoming the basically the god of rap, the messiah that he was anointed and doing the things that somebody like that would do. And then going to counseling, having all the shit happen with his wife, sort of improving. This album is now officially platinum, so congratulations to Kendrick Lamar. Didn't take very long. Evil, you said something that I loved last year when we talked about this album. Rachel and I were it just we just jumped on its dick immediately. Uh, whereas you said, "Look, you appreciate it. You love about half of it. You don't understand the other half, and you don't think you're supposed to understand it." I loved that take. It's one of my favorite takes ever on this podcast. Has this album changed for you at all after restudying or or putting it away for a while? I hadn't touched it until picking it up again to kind of revisit it for this episode. First listen, I was just like, oh, fuck. It, it, it's like <laughs> just bounced off. It's so obtuse. It drags. It bores me. It feels disjointed and all over the place. And my first, I'm like, this is fucking garbage. I'm just going to call these guys out on this bullshit and just tell them that they <laughs> thought this was going to be good because he's supposed to be genius. Uh-oh. And I later like looked at other stuff. I'm like, well, he has genius. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to dive into this. You're going to dive into this. Here's my take. This is like avant-garde hip hop. Mm-hmm. It is unlike other music because this to me feels and I'm not alone in this I did a lot of like perusing on the interwebs to see what people think of this today I saw this recurring sentiment of there's like very little replayability it reminds me more of a really good movie that you watch once and then never want to watch again it's like a Schindler's Mm -hmm. List there's genius in it but I don't fucking want to listen to it I don't know if this is because we're used to that with movies, but we expect music to have replayability. That's just like a, mm-hmm. a cultural thing. I'm kind of jumping ahead into the, the where's the bias award. This is art. 
for sure. He's genius for sure. There's really interesting stuff in there for sure. I don't know if it's good music, but I also don't know if that's because I have a preconceived notion of what music should be. That's all very fair. Speaking to what you're saying, which is, it's a little bit different to me, but there's a regard there that's very similar. And that is that this isn't just music to me. This is a a daunting project. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've covered this now. We covered this at the end of last year. I covered it on YouTube and now we're covering it again. And every time I have to pull this out, there is a bit of like, fuck, here we go. (laughs) It's much like sitting down. And I know this is going to sound to people that are saying that the brilliance is overplayed. To me, it is like sitting down, like you said, with a super complex movie Mm -hmm. or like fucking Shakespeare and you're having to look at every single line and be like, what the fuck is he saying right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's true. Like, I can't just put this album on. I don't just put this album on. But goddamn, if I don't respect it way more than anything that I've heard in the last couple of years. Rachel, how are you feeling? I'm just really sad right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I want to be friends with evil. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think, just... I thought his take was good. It's really difficult. I get where you're coming from. And maybe it's because I'm a masochist. I like having to do the work. Like you said, like if you're reading something by an author, you don't super understand like Shakespeare and you're having to look up every sentence. It gets a little tiresome after a while. Totally. But after you understand it and then you reread that paragraph or re-listen to that song, you're like, wow, that really is amazing. That man is an artist. And he thinks on a different plane than everyone else does. One thing that speaks to what he was going for in this is the fact that there's no fucking bangers on this album. Mm -mm. You can put a song on the radio because it's Kendrick Lamar and people will listen, but there is not a radio-friendly song on this album. No. Interesting you say that. As part of my process, I'm like, okay, I, I... admittedly don't know much about Kendrick Lamar as an artist. So I'm like, let me go listen to some of his other stuff to verify that this guy is genius. I look in Spotify, the the top albums, you know, this is his most recent album. None of them are in there. Mm -hmm. So I view this album more like a, like a movie or a play or it's like, it's a performance. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a music album. It feels like something different. Sure. It's like a, it's, it's like, slam poetry on vinyl or how dare you (laughs) (laughs) well and also like how often do you hear a fucking rap concept album yeah right like who's ready for that yeah well and who wants to put in the work for that i think that's why i appreciate this so much jesus christ like how much work did you put into this this was not something that was slapped together like everything is so fucking thoughtful every story every lyric every bit of this one of my favorite things about this album and he does it in two different songs including like uh n95 is one of them is he talks about how shitty famous people are including him they get to do everything and then gradually within these two songs he points it right back to us and he says you know who makes us like this you all do Mm -hmm. you anoint us this shit you, we get famous, you give us everything. The concept of, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. You made me this piece of shit. What am I supposed to do? Not take the money? Yeah. Fuck you. You know, I love that. I think that's fucking awesome. I wanted to make a point, at, but then it broke down, which made me laugh. <laughs> uh, this project is his vision. It's like his 
his artistic statement. I copy and paste all of the credits into a spreadsheet and there's 123 people credited on this album. Yeah. Right. 20, 24 of them have producer credits. And yeah. I'm like, but then I, I do JID and there's 134 listed. I'm like, eh, all right, right. well, that, that's, that blows that out of the water. I think that's just how it works nowadays. That's, I, I agree. The, the third album, which we haven't talked about yet, 84 people credited. Mm-hmm. And there's a shitload of producers on it too. So, And these are our top three albums from last year. But then I'm like, well, how many fucking people does it take to make a really good, thoughtful, introspective movie? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. The credits roll at the end. Yeah. You know? I like that. You um, know, that's a really good point that I don't think we think about. We're listening to a Kendrick Lamar album but we have a hundred odd people that have helped put it together. Right. And we're blaming Kendrick Lamar for everything good or bad. Well, but, but we I, don't look at movies and we go, that movie sucked because Brad Pitt's acting wasn't good. With Kendrick, I think the reason that he is who he is to a lot of us, it's because of his lyrics and he, sure. he's the only one writing his lyrics. Nobody's yeah. writing his lyrics with him. That's sure. true. But I also agree that if some of his beats, if Damn wasn't, such a heavily Southern California hip hop album, I probably wouldn't have been as into it. Mm-hmm. And then who knows if I'd still be as big of a Kendrick Lamar fan as I became because of Damn, which then took me back to like yeah. Pimp a Butterfly, which is mm-hmm. one of the greatest rap albums I've ever heard. So I'm not saying production doesn't matter. I'm just saying that he's famous because of his lyricism. What do you think about the first time that Kendrick Lamar fucked a white bitch? <laughs> I think that. That song is written so well. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about, J.I.D. He can take this topic that other people talk about, like this is not the first time this has been talked about in a rap album ever, but he brings it to such an introspective and thoughtful place. Ancestors watching me fuck like retaliate, like, like it's retaliation. I had a Who mind thinks? Of, I would have never thought of a guilt. That's That's insight that... Yeah. How the fuck would you have ever even thought of that? That is so many steps farther into thought. It is mind blowing how deep he goes into <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do, like I I don't disagree. I think there is a layer of depth, but there's also I'll listen to lyrics. I'm like, what are we doing here? I mean, this is fucking absurd. Well, on a level, I disagree because some of us <laughs> do want depth. Some of us don't want might as well jump people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like, <laughs> is it really that deep all the time? Not necessarily. I would think that anybody can relate to doing something that is, it seems like a fairly normal thing. You know, having sex with somebody of a different race or whatever. There has to be something like that that you've done in your life that all of a sudden all this weird mental shit happened and you're like, where the fuck is this coming from? Sure. What I'm saying is on some level... Take, pick a lyric like that. On some level, level, it's deep. On another level, it's not. As humans, things can have layers. Of, it can be both, right? I agree with that. But it is a little abs- like there are moments where I'm just like, what? Really? Is this G? Ge- is this lyric right here genius? And I'm not picking on anyone's that were. I'm just saying, is it really? Is this whole? I don't know. Is it? Does it all have to be genius? Every time I listen to this album and they get to the part where him and his wife are just screaming at each other, I do that. I'm like, wait, it, yeah. Like, is, that's what that I think that is the point is where I'm just brilliant? like, what the? Fuck? So I do. What that, are we doing? Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> is, is it raw? Yes. Is it emotional? Yes. Is it brilliant? Does it have to be? I'm not saying that every line on this album is brilliant. 
I'm just saying I think the album is brilliant. I'm giving it that, but I'm also saying it can be both. Yeah. It can be kind of absurd as well. I agree. And I do, like, I don't love every song on this album. I just secretly want him to be writing this back in the past, being like, I'm going to make them think that this line is fucking genius. But that's genius, right? <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> that is, right? yeah. Yeah. In defense of We Cry Together. Okay, at first, when I listened to, when I really thought about Out of the Woods by Taylor Swift, I was just like, this fucking repetition makes me want to slam my head against the goddamn wall. We cry together on chorus, I guess, where they're just saying fuck you back and forth. It feels different. Every line where they're saying the exact same thing feels different. I mean... Sorry, you so, threw me off having to bring in fucking 1989 into this bullshit. <laughs> um, I also think it's just very refreshing and doesn't ever happen uh, that a rapper actually has a song about how he treated gay family members like shit. And right. it was because of the way he was raised and the church. And now he realizes that it was wrong. Something I read was talking about how... At, at a point, he didn't know that he wanted to release this because he felt like it was too personal, like he was telling family secrets and personal information that was mm. too much. You know, this would be good for my kids to hear one day. This is good to be raw like this. This is, And also, he's making a shit ton of money off of it. So well, there's that. Yes, release it, man. He had a yeah. get, really good album paper, and a Pulitzer. Buddy. He didn't, I mean, I guess you could always have more money, but... Uh, Rachel, what's the demographic award? Oh, great question. Thanks, I made it myself. <laughs> You do great at outlines. I feel like this was a, a catharsis as well. I'd, I mean, maybe it was just for cash money because he knew after damn that people would just buy it. But it feels... No way. It feels... I want to believe that it is art that he needed to vomit out of his body. He needed to get it out and it is for the next generation of his family. It, it totally was probably is. for money I mean, too. And, and does he have a... God complex, yes. He even sings about it. Now he's wearing like a fucking, you know, platinum crown on his head and shit like it's that. It's on but, the cover of the album. No, he has a crown of swords. Like, yeah. yes. He's three steps away from Kanye West. But for now, Ugh. we love him. Um, for now. For the demographic award for me, fuck, I said fuck if I know. I don't know who this is for. All I know is that I personally do think that this is absolutely brilliant. It's a festivist for the rest of us. There's airing of grievances, <laughs> feats of strength, some miracles in there. James. <coughs> you know, we're nearing the holidays. <laughs> Staying with you, evil uh, John Paul Jones Award. The whole point of busting out the spreadsheet was to make fun of how many producers are on there. There's like 24 accredited producers, I think. That's a handful. But you guys already said remove features from JID's album. I don't know if I can get away with saying remove producers. Did you think that it was needed to be a little more succinct? It feels like so disjointed. So yeah, less producers. Does it then. feel disjointed within the parts? The big steppers and there's Mr. Morale. The whole thing. It's like there's no like this this half feels one way and this half feels another. It's just all over the place. Maybe that was his vision. I don't know. Why not, David? I haven't talked to him about it yet. Um, I said broken record, less features. I want less features on it. Yeah. Some of these guys are so fucking good. It's like, dude, just leave it to yourself. Why does everybody have to have features on their shit? For me, John Paul Jones, I said, don't fuck with it. The features on this one didn't bug me. I thought this was great. And I think if you take off producers, you, 
might miss. I, I didn't feel like it was disjointed. And so I didn't feel like having that many cooks in the kitchen was a bad thing. I can dig on that. I want a Rick Rubin produced Kendrick Lamar record. I don't know that it would be, it would be amazing. I can't, I can't even wrap my fucking head around. I have no idea what it would be like. It might be garbage. <laughs> Who day still got it or sold for me. This is a, a beyond still got it. I already thought that this guy was probably my favorite rapper currently. And uh, this solidified it. Um, Rachel? Hundo. Yeah, this guy fucking rolls. Sold. Now I'm interested to hear Evil's answer on this one. Mine has to be Houday because I I don't know his previous work well. In That's fact, fair. I, I, I like purposefully went and listened to like, I didn't listen to any full albums, but I went and listened to like, what are, what are the top, spins on spotify i'm like oh fuck he is really good yeah so i want to go back and listen to some of those other albums you would like the uh, you would like the other albums more than this one i i'm sure i would fine wine or skunk beer i said fine wine Mm -hmm. i think this will age well and it already has for me it's the exact same thing i said about jid every time i listen to it there's something new and actually the same thing with the production this is unique hip-hop production too there are a lot of different things that you don't hear in a lot of hip hop these days. It's very similar to the forever story type in the, in that regard. Evil. Uh, it's not skunk there. <laughs> it's not a fine wine for me. I don't think it's going to age well. I, I get that it is. It's a refrigerator vodka. It's like, it's like a really, okay, I'll, I'll say this. It's a, a fine spirit that's in a really large bottle. It's going to have bottle rot every time I go back to it because I'm going to go back to it and I'm just going to be like this. I don't know. I, I'll go right back to you because I already know your answer. I think where's the bias evil. Uh, my bias is knowing that he's genius and ex- having expectations listening to this thing. And then I'm like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> that was my bias. So it's kind of a negative bias. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I had high expectations and then I listened to it. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I, I don't have context for this. Yeah. I feel like, Having come from Damn, having come from a Pulitzer and an album that did so well, you expect it to be, it has to be that good or better or else this guy is not the artist that he says he is. Mm-hmm. That's, there's the bias. Having already been established as a god of rap. I'm similar. I gotta be biased there for me because I already love this guy. Mm-hmm. And we are told frequently that he's brilliant. So, like, I want to say that there's no bias there. I just love this album, but I'm sh- there's got to be bias there. There has to be. I'm a little scared at the future for him because I feel like it's going to take a Kanye turn to where it's mm. like he's getting so good and he knows he's so good. But and then he's, he's gonna- so, he's so much, he's always been so much more self aware than Kanye West is. That's true. And he is more, I think, initially talented than Kanye was personally you could say no what's the worst song on this album Rachel okay we don't have to talk about it Kanye produces his own shit you know who does you know what other rapper does that none of them Mm. that's fair I know that's a fair point (laughs) the worst song uh for me was crown I found it to be a little boring comparatively compared oh to the rest of the album Right. Um, I said N95. I just, you know, it, it was like the hit. And I, yeah. I don't think it represents the album, being that it, it's the one that got so popular. I just don't. Sure. This being the popular one kind of misses the point. It doesn't. Uh, Evil, what about you? It, it, we cry together. I just, it, I don't understand. I, I can. Oh. 
I can get okay. that. What's your favorite song on it, Evil? The Heart Part 5. The Fifth Heart. Mine is Anti Diaries. I love the content. Mm. I love the That's production. I love the calmness. Uh, I I also love United in Grief. I love the start of this, but I'm going mm. with uh, Anti Diaries. Good choices. I would say, uh, for me, Worldwide Steppers, and I think it's the it's content a, of it. I thought a, it was... That's a great song. Like we said, to think so far into a topic really shows the talent and shows the art. That's our second best album of 2022. Shall we get to the best album after our break? We shall. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back, everybody. Hey, Evil, what was all-encompassing decided best album of 2022? Oh, my gosh. It was Motomami by Rosalia. Her third studio album, released March 18th of 2022. It was recorded across multiple studios in Barcelona, Los Angeles, New York. Uh, Evil, I believe it's pronounced Barcelona. There it is. Thank you. Mm, No, (laughs) no, it isn't here. Um, (laughs) Including a studio that was just a rented house of hers, dubbed the Moto Mami House in Miami. Fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, this album, so... Going back to like, I don't want to jump ahead to like the bias oh, award, scared. but why? Uh, keep why go- are you so scared? Keep going. When I found this album, I was just like listening to new music and I heard this sight unseen. I had no idea what it was. It was just like a new release. What in the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. It was so interesting and fresh. I had never heard anything like it before. And I would just immediately wanted to go back for more. Mm-hmm. but it's a mishmash of that I've never heard before. So inventive and fresh sounding. I immediately had to, it grabbed me from, from the jump and I had no context going in. She kind of got her start as a flamenco singer. She's from Catalonia, mostly Spanish. A funny thing about Motomami is she, she kind of mixes languages in a way to where everybody, whether you're an English speaker or Spanish speaker, everyone's just like, I don't know what the fuck she's saying. The music kind of backs that up. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's so new and inventive and fun and fresh. And I fell in love with it instantly. So we just did an episode where we had to study Carol G. And before mm-hmm. I Carol get... Carol K. Bef- it was Carol K for a little bit. Before I get the listener <laughs> eye rolls, I know Colombian singer versus Spanish singer. I get that there's a difference. Don't just compare the two. They're both reggaeton. They're reggaeton influenced artists that's why i'm bringing this up when we did carol g i did not like it Mm -mm. boring as fuck and it made me really really worried after carol g to go back to this and it took me all of four seconds to be like no this is a whole different fucking thing it's completely different yeah it's reggaeton influenced but it is not reggaeton Mm -mm. it's just something other man i'll just say that I've been listening to this for like two, three days straight. I don't want to fucking stop. Mm-mm. Goddamn, I am completely in love with this album and this woman, Rachel. Um, I'm happy for you finding Thanks. love this late in life. Um, <laughs> I know. I have to say that when I first listened to this album, I same. I was just balls to the wall. Fucking loved it. Did feel then, and I still feel now 
tired of the sound. It's a, it does get a little repetitious and a little samesies. Fake news. <laughs> I have to say, this is one of a very few albums that the more I listen to it, the less I like it. And so I feel wow. like listening it to it again, I kept listening to it wanting to be like, why did I love this as much as I did? I remember being like Holy number shit. one fan. Okay. Kind of fell out of love a little bit. It happens. Wow. I don't understand it. Guardian. But it four out it of happens. five stars. <laughs> yeah. Which it, I didn't even go into the awards, but yeah, Guardian did give it four <laughs> out of five. Uh, That's weird. It won four Latin Grammys. It won Best Latin yeah. Rocker Alternative Album. It was nominated for and won a ton of awards. Yeah. Smart people it's like true. it, I guess. What the fuck is that um, supposed to mean? <laughs> I'll kill you. One of the things that I love about this album, it's in a language that I don't speak. And so there's this thing in your mm-hmm. head there. What the person is saying is just automatically like the most beautiful thing that you can't even fathom. Sure. And sure. you can tear you up. Yeah. Except for maybe... <laughs> I love a romance language. <laughs> yeah. I, what I was initially going to do for this is I was going to sit down and and study the translations and study the lyrics. I started doing like one, which it wasn't you can only pay love back with love. The love that is not given, where does it end up? If I find yours, it'll be a debt paid. Like it is romance language type stuff. Right. But I was also purposefully picking and choosing, you know, like Versace songs and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was also listening to it again opposite of Rachel every time I listen to it I, I like it more and so I didn't I'm not looking up the lyrics ever she's gonna say whatever the fuck I decide this song is about in my <laughs> Hentai. head yeah it's like Kvelertak you're never gonna read the Norwegian I mean it's metal I already Still know like what they, them. you know <laughs> I like that her lyrics are stupid in some of the songs I like chicken teriyaki it's terrible but I, I like the quirky pop that's part of the mix that i like about it she's this classically trained singer but is bringing in all these elements and some of it's stupid (laughs) i I mean maybe that's part maybe it's it's the juxtaposition of these specific these two albums by very thoughtful writers and then a woman who is i cannot deny how talented she is she's incredibly musically talented doesn't seem to be taking it seriously. And I think maybe studying her with these two other guys, it made me more judgmental. If I had to only listen to one of these albums for the rest of my life, I'd throw those other two out so fast. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I would pick Uh, Mo Mommy in a split second. I feel the same. This album's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so unique. It's It's, so different. Every single song. You're talking about how she was flamenco. Yeah, she does have the chicken teriyaki song. She does have a reggaeton. Like the very first song, the Sayoko, is this like dark uh-huh. synth wave reggaeton thing going on and then it, she goes into candy which is this much more calmer spanish fuck man and then she's got the one where you hear the flamenco dancing in the background every song on this is a whole different thing except for one which i'll get into later this would be like <laughs> a 10 out of 10 for me if it wasn't for one fucking song really yeah I think this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I do too. That's, I think that might be more of a guy thing. The one where she's just talking. I'll, I'll listen to that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Hear Rosalia say Eon Flux. Like, yeah, say that. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. Do you like the Carol G album more than this? I don't know. Come on. 
who are you? One of your three best friends. <sighs> that anybody ever had. <laughs> the Demographic Award, everybody but you. It's for you two fuckers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Evil. The Demographic Award. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know who it's for. I don't know anyone else who listens to this. I mean, it won Grammys. It, it did well, but I literally don't know. She was on Hot Ones. It, she I was know, on Hot I know, Ones. Right? She was on huge. Jimmy Fallon. She like, uh, yeah. well, I know, but still boomers. No, like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone outside of you guys to talk to about it. Same. Very much agree with that. Yeah. I've dropped it a couple times to people in my life this year that they're like, hey, music guy, what should I listen to? And I'm like, nobody knows who the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's for us. Evil. Yeah, I'll take boys. it. I like it. John Paul Jones Award, Rachel, what would you change to make this more likable? I would, how many songs does this have? I would probably cut it a third of it out because okay. it gets a little tiring on the ears. There are very nope. similar beats in a lot of the songs. I would change one thing about this album and I will talk about it when we get to the worst song. Uh, Evil, <laughs> what about you? I have one answer, but I, I came up with another answer while we were thinking. So the answer that I came up with prior was I found a, a metal band from Catalonia. I don't know how to pronounce her name. A-N-K-O-R. Encore. Encore. Modern metal. Female singer. Female drummer. Oh, that's nice. I don't know if the music matches with her. I don't like that answer, though. <laughs> I want to hear her collaborate with System of a Down. That's fair. <laughs> you have some really, like, Grammy-style throw no, two of the most good, opposite people that, on yeah, stage. Ideas yeah. tonight. Pepperoni, angry mushroom. Sometimes it works. Olives, chives, olives, chicken, chicken teriyaki. teriyaki. <laughs> yeah. Who day still got it or sold? I'm sold. <laughs> sold. I'm absolutely sold. sold. So sold. Um, Rachel, what about you? I think I want to listen to her other albums. How many does she have? Two, two more. Yeah, there's two more. I don't know if I'm worried, but I haven't been in, like blown away by the stuff she's released since this album. Oh, I haven't listened to anything she's come out oh, with. Oh, she did do that collab with her. Yeah, which was it's it's ah, that was not it's great. Like Bezos more of or like whatever. the slower mm. stuff. And then she has the track with Bjork, which I only was able to find like a cappella. Oh, yeah. That so was garbage. If she continues doing experimental stuff, I'm all in. Well, Rachel, fine wine or skunk beer. Okay. I said skunk beer. Here's why. I mean I think we saw that coming. We all did. I don't think it's going to stand the test of time. I did find some stuff where people aren't huge fans of her because of a little bit of feeling of musical appropriation because she is not, uh, she's from Catalonia. She's not Spanish Romani people. The same thing with the use of the reggaeton, that that's not her people, even though her dad is like part Cuban or whatever. Let's talk about this in three weeks. There's... Because I have things I want to say that I'm not going to say okay. right now. Why are you so mad? Because that's fucking ridiculous. That's It is ridiculous. But I don't know how people are going to evolve in canceling other people for doing anything that is not pure of their ethnic blood. I know some other people who thought like that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any <Okay>. Any sort of... <laughs> Oh, we can't go live. So Rachel says skunk beer, uh, fine wine. This shit gets better every time I hear it. It's probably going to be all over my end of year Spotify thing because I'm going to listen to it for a fucking month now. 
evil. It is a fine priorat, which is a Catalonian red wine. <laughs> it's a fine Good sangria. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going back to you because you kind of already talked about it, evil. Where's the bias? I had zero bias going into this. It it won me over from the jump, sight unseen. Like I said, I agree with all the smart Grammy award They're giver so outers. <laughs> yeah, so smart. Rachel? I agree. I don't think for <laughs> any of us, I mean, now Evil has the Grammy knowledge, but I don't think any of us came in with any bias, not really knowing who she was before this. I would go even deeper the other way. When this was on our, what did we miss? I think. Yeah. yeah. I postponed this one. Postponed. This was a, I don't want to, I do not want to fucking listen to this. Like <laughs> just the album cover. I'm not going to, and I was f- fucking floored. So yeah. Yeah. Rachel, what's the worst song on this album? I'm very excited to see both of your faces because I picked two songs that I did not like. <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G okay. was... That's understandable. Entirely for the lyrics. Like, it was just boring and stupid. And then I said, Chikateraki's just really silly. I don't know. I don't, I don't hate those answers. I don't know that I hate the song, but I thought it was so silly. And I think I just got tired after a while. And I know that it's like peppy and funny and whatever, but I don't know. You're, you're those are my picks. R- real fun lately. <laughs> Thank you. Evil. What's the worst song on I, this album? I also said chicken teriyaki really but it's also one of my one of my favorites <laughs> even though it's stupid it's so it's just silly i love that but i like dumb stuff fight me no you're terrifying <laughs> so there's one thing that i do not like about this album go on there's a feature on song number three <sighs> la fama yeah. where the weekend yeah i love the weekend f- i do too he does not belong anywhere near this mm. when his voice starts singing it's like fucking nails on a chalkboard takes you out of the fucking album. And that's my least favorite song because hmm. of that. Okay. Would you like that song if he wasn't on it? It'd probably be one of my least favorites still. Okay. But it wouldn't be like, a, I can't even you skip wouldn't it. Hate it would it. be so yeah. obvious that you hated it. Yes. But going to my favorite song, which this is, I could throw a dart at five of them. I am going a Como Un G. It's just fucking beautiful. It is a beautiful song. And I... Very, very much love it. Uh, but there are Sayoko, Hentai, Moto Mommy, Sakura. I, there are so many songs on this I love. Evil, what about you? I, I love many of the songs on here. But the one that hooked me initially, and I still think is one of the best songs on the album, is the opener, Sayoko. Yeah. Like you said, it's like this dark reggaeton thing, but it's not reggaeton. That bass beat is so heavy. It, it's its own thing. Yeah. I was just like, I was flummoxed by that song when I heard it the first time. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I want to hear it again <laughs> so I can figure it out. And I yep. still, I, I still feel that way about it. And I've listened to it countless times at this point. Rachel, what's your favorite song? I said Hentai. That's a good song. It's so beautiful. It really mm-hmm. is. And I really, it really shows her vocal talent. I really enjoyed that one. That is Moto Mommy by Rosa Leah. Not Lita. Rosalia. Callback. Uh, yeah. Do you stand <laughs> by the fact that these are the three best albums of 2022? I think we did great. I think we are three of the smartest people on this podcast. True. <laughs> I would replace Monomami. With? Denzel Curry. But then okay. you have three rap albums. Uh, if, and that hey, seems silly. And that's if, fine. But those are, I was looking back 
I absolutely would take Rosalia off this, but then I was trying to find something to replace it with, and I can't believe I forgot about Denzel Curry. I'm standing by these. I'm standing by the... I, I'm actually really, really pleased with one, two, and three. Evil, what would you do? What 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 would you do? I feel obligated since I'm the lone dissenter. You're on... taking off Kendrick Lamar, and you're adding the ants from up there <laughs> by Black Country New Road, right? Was that last year? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yes, then yes, <laughs> he would do that. I feel like I've hated that album for a hundred years. <laughs> um, Ty, Soul Glow, and Jockstrap. Interesting. Okay. You motherfucker! I was gonna be yeah. like so mad at you for taking one away, but those are great albums. Yep. It'd be a good conversation to have, and we don't have to have it really ever. So. <laughs> In your face, listeners. <laughs> Those were our three best albums of 2022. I'm happy. I think we did quite well. I mean, I could have went with Chat Pile, but... I saw that. You didn't really like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, join us next week. You know what we have next week? What did we miss this year? That's right. We're talking 20 albums. So, so many, many albums. albums. It's going to be a bloodbath. Are we covering one of the ones that we haven't covered yet that you're like, why the fuck aren't you guys covering it? Find out next week. Firstcourseverse.com at firstcourseversepod. Rachel. David. Selling all your Moto Mommy stock, yeah. I guess. Not all of it. <laughs> I know I'm, I, like I said, I'm very aware that I am not in on the public opinion side of what's good and what's bad. Uh, evil. Woo! Uh, go listen. Go listen to Damn. That was a Ric Flair callback from the beginning of the podcast, folks. Oh, I was there. Yeah. Everybody take it easy. We'll see you next week. Good night and good luck. Oh, I, oh, I want to stay right by your side.